Hello, this is Sam Hyatt, and you're listening to Coffee and Valkyries. Hello, OL Rain fans. Uh, we are back with another episode of Coffee and Valkyries. We are recording this on Sunday evening, July 24th. Um, we'll talk about uh, OL Rain finally having a local broadcast deal in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about just where the team is uh, as they get ready for the second half of the regular season um, after a well-deserved international break for the entire league and also the players that competed in international tournaments. Um, Oral Rain will be back this coming Saturday as they travel down to LA to play Angel City FC. So as we are recording this right now, Oral Rain are sixth in the table. Uh, if the playoffs started today, they would have the uh, final playoff spot with uh, 17 points on the season. Um, Angel City have 17 points as well, but OL Reign have the tiebreaker uh, in terms of head-to-head competition with Angel City. So um, Susie, start us off. How do you feel about where the Reign are at this point of uh, the season? I think if you just looked at them being in sixth place without any context, I think you'd be just like a little disappointed looking at the roster and what they're capable of. But um, all, but knowing some of the adversity or battles they've faced throughout the first half of the season in um, every team that played in the Challenge Cup semifinals, having a really rough start to the regular season, COVID outbreaks, injuries, um, like lots of different factors that have impacted the team. I feel good about them being in sixth place, though certainly feel like it would be a disappointment if they didn't move up the ladder for the second half of the season. Sylvia? Um, I actually feel pretty good. I think that there's seven teams fighting for six playoff spots, and so as long as you're in that mix, I think it's pretty good. Um, I probably expect one team to fall out and one team to move up like I don't think there's going to be a ton of movement into and out of I think the movement's going to be within those playoff positions um I I mean I think they're fine I think there's a few games where again that that bugaboo of not quite finishing our chances um has reared its head but I think in terms of the type of football we want to play it's looked really good I see what what we're trying to do I understand what our tactical philosophy is um so I I feel good like oh we have a plan and we just need to execute and now we'll have all of our international players back and so I think if there's a team capable of going on a second season second half of the season run it's probably our team um and we haven't there's teams we haven't played yet that I think we could get points against so um I think as we do that and incorporate those players that have come in later um, I, I feel good to at least get a home game. Steve. Yeah, I think um, I agree kind of overall with what both Susie and Sylvia said. Like there, there's games definitely where I feel like we're, we're going to rue that we lost, dropped points here and there, and that might affect, you know, how high up the standings we go. But I feel like the fundamentals are there. Like if you look at the, you know, we're, we're putting chances on net and we've been almost just kind of snake bit with being able to score on some of those chances and at some point like the odds are that all of this kind of this 
is going to kind of balance out and we're going to end up, you know, kind of like in early in the challenge cup where we were basically anytime their ball was even vaguely near the net, we were somehow scoring goals. And now the opposite is happening. And I think at some point we have to kind of find that middle ground again. And some of it's going to be getting those international players back. And some of it's just going to be, um, you know, dumb luck where, where shots that have hit the post in the last couple of weeks, maybe are going to be just an inch to the right or inch to the left, and they're going to go in and, and we're going to be doing what we need to do to get those points. And it's not like, like at the midway point of last season, I think we were all kind of in a, in a bit of a worried mode where the team didn't seem to have a lot of vision and a lot of focus. And, and there was the upheaval with Friedman Steedy leaving and, and as they settled down, they've kind of gotten into this groove and found their what it is that they want to be as OL Reign. And I think they're continuing that into this season. So I'm not worried at this point about being in sixth. With the second half starting this Saturday, um, I think one of the uh, storylines that uh, everyone's going to be looking forward to is finally the arrival of Jordan Heidemann and what she can bring to uh, the team. Sylvia, you've uh, talked about this with us uh, many times since the signing was official in terms of the, the what-if possibility of uh, Laura Harvey rolling with dual nines in terms of Bethany Balser, Jordan Heidema, the dream scenario of both of them are just receiving Sophia Huerta crosses. Uh, can you just talk about, for those that may not have heard, uh, heard your grand vision, like what could that be, yes. what that is? I mean, you did a pretty good job. So my I think a lot of people when that signing happened were very much like, oh, this will motivate Bethany Balser um, and are framing it sort of as an either or. And in my mind immediately, I was like, oh, she's going to do the thing, right? Like she's going to play two nines. No one else is really doing it. Um, and what you get in Oitama mirrors a lot of what you get. And I think what she's helped Bethany become, which is a playmaking nine, right? The ability to hold up, play you know Balser's put on more muscle than she's ever had um but the ability to do hold up play the ability to pass out the ability to play out wide right like we've seen um you know San Diego and LA and a couple of other teams try to play their nines out wide um but to have dual nines you can sort of almost do that set that midfield that you know that electric midfield that we have back a little bit and help them create um opportunities for them and then for them to play like those overlapping runs so you have the luxury of a Roosevelt or an Angelina or some in Fishlock like these people who can make those midfield runs and have those two nines nines who can accurately pass the ball in and oh by the way they're both fairly tall and we have the best crosser of the ball in the game and Sophia Huerta sending crosses in and hey headers are a lot more accurate than some of the other shots that we're taking they have a far better chance of uh of going in and it just forces teams to mark two really tall players right i think that's advantageous so um i think she i think that's been her long-term vision particularly with the midfield that we have is to get those two play making nines up there and do something that no other team is really doing with the talent um that we have and the support that we have from our front office so i'm very interested to see where she goes with this but uh laura laura's mind is a is a pretty fun place so <laughs> Susie, you had uh, done an international uh, update, uh, oh, I think last week, in terms of the eight, was it eight international players? Yeah, yep. eight international players that Oval Reign had. Uh, the U.S. quartet, obviously, uh, in CONCACAF, the uh, V Championship, Jimena Lopez from Mexico, Quinn, Haidama for Canada, and Angelina still playing for Brazil down at Copa America. Um, yeah, just, uh, you just talk about yeah, how um, the international players did you know, with their respective uh, national team duties and then just how 
much fun it's going to be for rain fans to have these international players and knowing what they can do, you know, injecting life into uh, back to the squad. Yeah. Um, folks probably know the U S one uh, beat Canada in the final both teams advancing to the world cup next year. Um, I think we got to see flashes of what Sophia Huerta has done with the rain um, when she got a chance with the national team. Alana Cook being the steady center back that she is, that is kind of impossible to get around if you're on the opposing teams. Um, Megan Rapino coming and bringing flashes off the bench. Um, Rose Lavelle twinkling through <laughs> midfield. Um, uh, and, but I was really impressed by Quinn with Canada. They were um, one of the most consistent passers on the ball and um, m- most accurate, and especially in the final third. It was interesting to see how Canada plays with two more defensive-minded midfielders with Quinn and Desiree Scott, but I thought Quinn really shined. And to Sylvia's point about Heidema, she came off the bench every single match and made an impact every single time for Canada. And um, it's nice, even if she's not starting every game for the rain, to have that option to bring a lot of versatility to the to the lineup for the rain. I imagine she might take some time to settle in with the rain a little bit. So, um, and Angelina, it played a little bit more as like a holding midfielder for Brazil and has been like a deep flying playmaker for them and been one of their best players, I think. She had to sit her last game for a yellow card duty, which she likes to earn those with the rain also. (laughs) And then um, it's obviously super sad. I'm going through a laundry list. Sorry, people. But I'm super sad that Mexico didn't qualify for the World Cup. A real disappointment considering they were the hosts. But I thought Jimena Lopez was a standout against the U.S. And that game could have been much more wide open if she didn't have the game that she had at left back. Cool. Um, I guess if there's nothing else um, any of you would like to talk about regarding Rain's second half of the season or uh, the international round, if we just move on to the next big piece of news that uh, dropped uh, over the past couple of days, overdue news really, in that OL Rain are finally going to be on local TV. they announced uh, four games are, will be broadcast on Fox 13 Plus, which is a local over-the-air uh, network here in Seattle. And I think um, if you're in Western Washington, there's also some affiliate channels, or if you're on cable system um, that's more local, that channel is available as well. But yeah, it's something that you know, Susie, you and I have asked uh, Oil Rain over the years about, and it's finally happening. I think mainly because they're finally at a, they're playing at a stadium that is TV broadcast ready. Um, There's no extra expenses needed to bring in production trucks, all that stuff, it's already there. But um, yeah, Steve, uh, your thoughts on uh, Oil Rain finally being on local TV. I mean, it's, there's really not enough words to describe how how big a deal it is to be able to just turn on your TV or put up your rabbit ears or whatever. And there's, there's the NWSL on, on your local TV beyond just those one or two games that are on CBS every year. I think, you know, in the fact that it's on the same channel that the Sounders are on, that the Storm are on. So people are familiar with this channel. They know to turn it on. They're going to find local sports. They're going to find women's sports. 
it's it's going to be an, an easy and attractive way to to draw in more interest and to get attention and i hope it's going to be something that they can continue to build on because I, I think this year they said they're probably they're just going to be using the same feed that the paramount plus feed is going to be shown over the air but potentially in the future you could sit, try to you know lobby for local commentators again because mm -hmm. we all remember how great it was to have to have commentators like leslie galmore providing um coverage of the team in their early days back when they were on youtube still mm -hmm. and, and just to have that local knowledge would be huge so so hopefully we're going to see some some good ratings and good numbers for this and we're going to be able to build from here i should also add that if you have a, a subscription to the streaming services of um youtube tv hulu or fubo tv uh, Fox 13 plus is part of your local channel uh, lineup. So um, if you have any of those three streaming services, you should also be able to catch that channel on there as well. Um, Susie, your thoughts on uh, the local TV deal? Yeah, I think, um, you know, local soccer fans know about the rain already and um, they're showing up at the games, they're seeing increased attendance, but it's then this is like, why we've been so hungry to learn about a local TV deal is because it reaches people that aren't day-to-day -day following soccer in Seattle to draw them in and give them a chance to see what this team is about. And, um, you know, we've seen that across the world with women's soccer, you put it on TV and the audience grows. So it's just an opportunity to bring in more fans and, you know, with MLS going to Apple TV next year and the Sounders not having local broadcasts on, Fox 13 plus next season. It's a good opportunity for the rain to try out this partnership and hopefully see it grow next season. Sylvia. I think it's always a really good way to, to grow an audience. Um, I know there are a few other teams who already have uh, local TV deals. And so, yeah, I just think the easiest way for people to have access is still going to be their local television. Mm -hmm. Um, network for all the streaming and all of the technology and everything else that we have. Um, it's the easiest way for a kid to turn on a game on a Saturday and and still be able to see their their favorite players or, or learn about the sport, right? Um, when we talk about access to me television and the ability to watch the games from your home is that. So I'm just really excited and I, I think it will grow the base and I think the coverage, like, like you all said, of the team and what that looks like when there's a local station covering it is going to be hopefully expansive and, and get some people down to to Lumen because it's affordable and it's a great atmosphere and um, we want people to show up on Saturdays and Sundays and or weekdays sorry if we have those games every <laughs> once in a while and uh, you know be able to root on our team it's a really good team um, and we want them to watch some quality football and we worked hard to build a really good culture and a really good team and I want as many people as possible to experience that so yeah. Yeah, in OL Rain's uh, announcement, uh, they said that this obviously helped uh, the team increase, uh, they're already increasing awareness, you know, to the region in terms of, hey, you know, there's been this women's professional soccer team, but now you can actually watch it on, uh, on a linear TV channel. And yeah, Sylvia and what Susie had said uh, as well, for all of the tech savviness that uh, we women's soccer fans have developed you know, and evolve our, um, our, our skills in, in terms of finding streams or, you know, figuring out which, which apps to download, all that stuff. Yeah, women's sports uh, just has not been as accessible on a linear TV channel. And 
the NWSL has not, has not really had the chance to be on a regular TV channel where any of us can say, I'm going to my local bar and tell and ask the staff, hey, can you put you know the NWSL, NWSL game on? And they would say, okay, what channel is it on? Well, you have to open up this app or you have to feed in uh, HDMI wired from your computer and all that stuff. But so yeah, I, I think this is the start where, yeah, hopefully enough people take advantage of the four games that are gonna be on uh, Fox 13 plus, the first game being this Saturday's game down at NHL City FC, and that it does grow into uh, a situation where the rain, but also the other teams that currently have partial deals for the season can um, acquire full season broadcast rights. Now that could be tied to whatever the terms and conditions are or the current deal the league has with CBS where you can't, uh, you know, they won't allow a team to have a full season broadcast because, you know, CBS, you know, they're right. They still want people to sign for Paramount Plus and still, you know, get money that way. But I do think, uh, and this is something that I've thought about and I think if I ever get a chance to ask NWCL Commissioner Jessica Berman about in terms of when that next uh, broadcast deal comes, how much of a factor will it be for current NWSL markets and future NWSL markets to have local slash regional broadcast deals in place, be it they can get it through whichever channels they want to go through, or if CBS decides to control, you know, keep it all in-house and keep that, you know, revenue stream for them as they probably want to, um, you know, how is that going to work out? in terms of like, okay, well, what is the local CBS, you know, affiliate in Louisville and Seattle and Portland, you know, do they have the capacity to put in, um, accommodate a live sports broadcast? So this is something I've thought about in terms of um, what could that roadmap look like? If let's just say NWCL re renews with CBS for um, 2024 and, and beyond, and then let's just say CBS says, okay, but we want, um, you know, teams can have local regional broadcasts, but it's, it has to be a CBS affiliate or CBS owned network. There is a network uh, that can make that possible that CBS owns, uh, it's the CW. Pretty much every Woso fan already knows about the CW for their young, young adult uh, programming. And if you look at their broadcast, their schedule on any week, weekend, in any city that you know has an NWSL city, they're just showing reruns of sitcoms. You can totally put in uh, NWSL game in the afternoon, early evening, whenever you know that NWSL team is playing. So, for me, I think the roadmap for, uh, for the next TV deal, if it's all by CBS, kept under CBS, is your local regional has it on CW. You can still have your marquee games on big CBS or CBS Sports Network, including the playoffs and NWSL championship. And then if you want to watch all the other the out-of-market games, you know, say, you know, um, Steve, if you want to watch uh, Orlando and Houston, you just go to Paramount Plus for that. I mean, I know, I know there's tons of I don't know why I would want to watch that game but <laughs> hey you know it, it could be for fantasy uh, reasons or you're just a degenerate gambler I don't know <laughs> but I, I know that like that roadmap there's a whole lot of working parts you know behind the scenes 
uh, in terms to make it possible. But I feel like that could be a nice setup that makes it, you know, gives the NWCL that chance to say, we're on your simple TV channel, just go to channel, whatever, here it is, you're good. What, one thing I want to add tangentially related to all of this too that need, deserves a shout out is we just had the, the NWCL Board of Governors had a meeting and they agreed, yes, the streams are really not up to the quality that we deserve to see women in NWSL soccer on. So they're going to be investing in better cameras and better bandwidth starting next week. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully these and games that are on TV, we're actually going to see much crisper, sharper, higher resolution in the games. And that's going to make a big difference, I think, too, in terms oh, okay. of casual fans wanting to stick around and watch more. I, I hope so, because then right after that, they announced that the next big rivalry game is going to be on Twitch, just like Cascadia was, which was not a good, which was not a great success. And yeah. I think it was probably the catalyst for a lot of that. Like, <laughs> can't have that game on Twitch. Can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's unfortunate that Snapdragon's inaugural game uh, or San Diego Wave FC's inaugural game at Snapdragon is just going to be on Twitch. But I also feel like that's an opportunity for San Diego to score their own lo local regional uh, broadcast at the video. Maybe they are working on it because um, we're only in the last couple of weeks of July. That first game at Snapdragon for them is not until September. So, but yeah, it, it, it is it is unfortunate that unless you, um, as it says right now, we're just you, you're going to watch that inaugural game at Snapdragon for San Diego hosting Angel City on Twitch. And I'd, be, oh. I'd be happier with Twitch too if it was on Roku, but of course they're arguing, so you can't. A lot of people can't get Twitch on TV. So. Mm -hmm. And as we learned from the Cascadia game, people have very, a variety of experiences with Twitch streams working for some reason, which is wild because people can stream video games from their most basic internet connection with no problems, but a Twitch stream with the NWSL just seems to go kaputs for everyone. Yeah, and, and some screenshots became uh, a post for the wonderful Twitter account, uh, Art But uh, Make It Sports. It's a great account if you haven't checked it out. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it that we had in terms of major talking points. Uh, Unless there's something um, else anyone here would like to talk about, anyone who want to be bold and um, make a score prediction for uh, Saturday uh, down at Angel City? I'm not going to go that bold, but I'm going to say fans have one more chance to see Kim Little in person before she's going to be going back to, to Arsenal. So I think, you know, get those tickets for the um, August 7th game, and that's going to be a, a big opportunity to say thank you for her to coming back and to see a lot of the international stars back and to see new international stars. So I'm looking forward to that game because it's going to be really interesting to see how Laura Harvey figures out how to fit 15 amazingly talented <laughs> players into 11 spots. Well, 10 field spots. Yeah, I was just going to say, I have just loved the atmosphere at the last two home games as they broke their own single standalone attendance record each game um I, the setup is really working well and that it's super loud when they have all the fans with each other and um I think everyone really enjoyed the atmosphere at the Portland game so 
like Steve said, come out to see Kim Little and to just be part of a really cool growing atmosphere at Lumen Field. I'm going to be outnumbered, so I'm not going to make a prediction. I'll be at the game, uh, inshallah. I'll be at the game this Saturday, uh, coming Saturday. So I, I don't know. This season's been so unpredictable. I have no idea who's going to win from week to week, which makes the league great. All the more reason to get into the NWSL. It's an amazing product, and we have some of the best athletes in the world. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for taking the time to chat. Uh, and uh, if you're listening, uh, thank you for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed it.